<laughs> no copyrights. I just said guitar. Don't say guitar in front of Joey. He just grabs it. And... That's a good point. Here, here's a guitar. Oh, let me see that. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Literally Literary. Accompanied by... I think you said literary, literary. Mr. Sean Faw. Sean Faw. Over there is Joey Bunier with the fucking mic. Hello. Special guest, beautiful Kelly Ridgeway. Oh. And I'm your whatever they call him, Sean O'Brien. Host. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Joey apparently is just going to be fiddling with his guitar. He, I brought, he, he lent, so I guess this is one time Joey's like, do you just want to like a guitar? I have way too many in my house. So you can just like have one to hold on to and like play and like fiddle around. And, you know, I'll give you some like licks to try and all that shit. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So he gave it to me and then you bastard. Hang on, this is the pizza. No, answer it. Who's what going on? Put it on speaker. Sean said hello. He shook his head. It's not him. It's somebody else. It's not the pizza guy. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So then Joey. It's like we're in a movie theater. Like a, like, like, Turn off your cell phone. The very next week, Boner's like, can you bring back Clarice? Whatever the fuck. What's her name again? Chelsea. Chelsea. Sorry. That's right. I forgot. My bad. The, uh, Detail-oriented, please. What did you guys do for the food, by the way? Kelly, Kelly B. You got you and Sean get in for a fucking pizza? We just got a pizza. I'm right gonna have Are you jealous? Did you guys both pizza? go? No, I'm curious. It, I'm did, sharing a pizza with your lady friend. I love it. I love it. I'm a big fan of this. The, I just wanted to understand. You Did you you both got a cheese? Just cheese? Yeah. You didn't yeah. get anything on the half? No. Because it would have been too complicated because there wasn't a button for it. So. There's <laughs> clearly a button for it. <laughs> no, there wasn't a, an option for the halves. That deserves a the minor The halves cord. and the have-nots. I know. Cheese pizza is fine, okay? Cheese pizza is it's bullshit. Fine. He's having wings, too. Yeah. Joyce says cheese pizza is bullshit. <gasps> what, what would be your... No, it's good. Sean is grabbing... <laughs> Sorry. What, what would you put on your pizza, Boner? Play, hang on, but before you play a note, and we'll f- try to figure out what topping you want. But let's do meat first, just to make it easy. Okay, so. ready? Yeah. Sausage. Close. Pepperoni. It's the pep. Okay. The the pep. Yeah, that was <laughs> the pep. Okay. Right, I, so I didn't want to be that vegetable. 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 You want a cord? Mushrooms. Ellie. Peppers? No. Olives? It's actually broccoli. What? Yeah, I don't mind broccoli okay, in my pizza. Can I, can I, with let pepperoni? Let me see the guitar. No, I'll never pl- mind. No, it. you're right. Not with pepperoni, but it was oh, just, okay, okay. I was just trying to do association <laughs> of vegetables. Got it. Yeah, so that's not that when you play a chord, that's not what my brain thinks when you say broccoli. I feel like broccoli is a G major. You feel like broccoli is the G major. Why You're, not? A lot of people hate Because broccoli is garbage. It's a fucking garbage mini tree. Oh, I don't. Fuck broccoli. I will go to, I will go to war against you. <laughs> garbage mini tree? How fuck. Di- is that garbage? <laughs> fuck broccoli. Yes, of course it's garbage. Fuck you. Ask any child if they'd like to have some broccoli. Oh, yeah. Ask any child Better if they Brussels have good sprouts. taste in anything. I know. Brussels sprouts. I they mean, do they're good. Have the I love Brussels sprouts, But they the smell like farts. I like, I like yeah. Brussels and sprouts. And I don't like that. They're oh. disgusting. They're great. They're so good. You can have them all fancified now. No. You can make them all charred. Doesn't matter what you do. They're horrible. Oh, yeah. You char the shit out of them. You put bacon with them. Yeah. Mm. It's just tiny cabbage. It's all gross. Well, anyway, I have books. <laughs> Yeah, what a surprise. So I, I, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to stop by home before we got here. So I had to bring just what was with me, which of course is always James Joyce's Ulysses. 
I also have uh, Fitting His Wake by <laughs> James Joyce. I have the book that Kelly and I have been reading, which is uh, uh, The Beautiful and the Damned by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Kelly, do the joke. Do the joke. And F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Um, and, <laughs> and of course, I have Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. Woo! Which is a different thing. So this is what I have. I'm, I apologize for my sparseness. I mean, I, we do have capabilities of getting other things if you want, but this is what, what I had with me. Okay. And it is November, early November, which this whole book takes place from like November 3rd to like November 13th-ish. Um, you really painted us into a corner here. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. You, you know read. goddamn well I'm not letting you read James Joyce, and we're not allowed to read fucking F. Scott Fitzgerald because then we lose the goddamn joke. So the only thing <laughs> left over is fucking Infinite Jest. But the funny part is, I swear to God, this is all I had with me. So I didn't paint anybody. That makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to have anything else. But like. Also, I apologize, my little snowflakes. I am a little bit under the weather, as you can tell. And so this will be very interesting to hear me. But anyway, I think your voice sounds better like this. It's more, Everyone it, sounds better when they're sick. Yeah, yeah I guess, right. It's kind of like a nice little, like, it's a, like a friends episode, like a smugness to it. Neil Young wrote his best stuff when he was sick with 102 fever. Well, writing writing on a fever is one. And he, thing. No, he performed it too. Is oh, that like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? Yeah, Young? exactly. Well, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, same guy. He's been looking for a heart of gold. Um, anyway, Boner, any suggestions or any any recommendations or questions? Or, I mean, I, I, we can't do Joyce. He's going to get too upset if we do Joyce. You can do Joyce <laughs> if you want. I'll just start reading. What is the Scott Gerald? What is that? The Beautiful okay, and the Damned. The Joey, what did you ask for on the side of your calzone? Sauce. Just marinara sauce? Yeah. yeah. Sauce. Just, I thought uh, that was a sauce. kind of a given. Well, in fairness, it's like in their sandwiches, there's like Lulu wraps at this Italian place. I didn't want to take any chances with my calzones. Is this Queens, the place? Yeah. No, wait, not Queens. This is good. Yeah, they're not giving us any money. You're right. It's the opposite. King of Queens. <laughs> anyway, I, so this is, these are your options on the table. Just read everything, Jess. We know you all want to. Yeah, I know. It's really yeah. funny. That's what he keeps saying. It's yeah. great. I know, it's so big. Is it? Just can't, no, book can, yeah. no book that large can be funny. Well, it's ironic. Yeah. So it's, here's, it's very with the times. Oh, God. I know and I'm going to hate it. Just fucking do it. When was it written? 1997. 97? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was actually he's a pretty a, good year. He's a genius. Is he? Well, he, yeah, like. Anything made in 97 was genius? No, he, just there's so much shit in this book that's like. He predicted a predicted lot. Predicted a lot of oh, fucking shit. shit. It's pretty uh, wild. Uh, David Foster Wallace, yeah. Is um, it written in Quatrain? No. Mm. That was good, though, I think. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm trying to figure it's out what It's a Nostradamus reference. Oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. I'm yeah. sorry. Anyway. Um, the conspiracy corner. <laughs> I don't the know. I don't know about you, Mr. Fogg. <laughs> this book is really funny. And I, I think the, 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 the question is, can any book this big be that funny? Mm-hmm. And that kind of is the joke in the first place. The, the whole oh, idea. Already. What, the, book of, the book is about addiction. The book is about the pursuit of happiness in America. The fact that there, there is no way to escape the reality of self. Um, it follows that you're going to have to stop that. <laughs> you're going to have to stop that for now. At really? Least. I think so. I know it's adding, but it's distracting me. Entire- Here, you know what? I'll just drink more coffee and I'll be fine. 
Um, like Popeye. The funny <laughs> part is, though, I haven't been reading this for a while. I, I sort of, I stopped it. I'm at page like 700, I think, right now, out of a thousand. Um, Get your shit together, man. Well, no, I, I, I'm reading it. Stephen Another King's thousand it. page book, <laughs> which he's almost done with. Yeah, which just, you've already read. No, I've never read it, remember? Uh, We've talked about that. Uh, like many, many times. Like on this I listen show. to this fucking show. <laughs> you don't have to listen to the back, <laughs> but you just remember the conversations that barely we're barely here. What do you want? Story. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't listening really either. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys are always just waiting for food perpetually. Um, Isn't everyone? The, the, yes. The plot of the book. It's the human condition. Follows um, the, this absent protagonist in a way um who is uh mr incandenza uh james owen incandenza who um was an experimental filmmaker and yes actually pun intended Mm. he was an experimental filmmaker and they what ended up so the 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 whole back of the book has has all these different notes it's what's known actually they call it an encyclopedic uh style it, which kind of he invented in a way. It's, it's like just, an index. Exactly. It's just a long, like 300 page index where there'll be a little footnote and you go back and it gives you like all this breakdown. Now, every little thing that you would, you get to is just a stupid fucking throwaway joke. That's not that layered. That's, I think the thing you'll like about it. It's not that layered. It's just good. And whole, it's, it's wholly packed with puns, I guess. But anyway, so, <clears throat> um, the 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 patriarch of the family, the Incandenza family, James, made this um, his his final fiction piece. It was the only real thing. Most of his experimental pieces were nonfiction, but he made this one film. His his last attempt at Infinite Jest, which was the movie Infinite, which was the the film Infinite Jest. Now the the caveat is that anybody who watches this film gets so sucked in that they literally cannot look away and all they want to do, they become addicted to just this film and they can't stop looking at it. And they, that's all they want to do like a rat who just kind of hits that. They did um, experiments with this where a rat would just kind of hit like a thing that hits, gives it a shot of like serotonin. They just hit it and hit it and hit it. All they want to do is just escape the, 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 the unbearable lightness of being and, and until they die, which is why drugs shouldn't be illegal. Right. And they, they, um, the the idea, at least, is that this film has somehow optically by like managed to massage that point of the brain that causes anybody who watches it to die. Now it therefore becomes a weapon of mass destruction. Now this is set in the near future where every single year is bought out by a company. This happens <laughs> to be the year of the adults met the, the adult Depend the, adult diapers the, the, the this is the the year the most of the this happens in november in the year of the depend adult undergarment where the and everything else <laughs> before subsidization is known as bs it's before subsidization so BS. everything now is all bought out because that's just the way we're going are there no taxes um uh no actually so the way it works is that Canada, America, and Mexico have all joined in to, ha- to as one huge country. North America. The problem is that Quebec and separatists, who are all fucking French, the the brotherhood, <laughs> of the, the brotherhood of the wheelchair separatists. So they're all in wheelchairs. Mm. They are by choice. Uh, some, <laughs> some not. But yes, it's the brotherhood is. They're all in wheelchair. This is everyone in Quebec. 
no, the, the, this is the separate it's the, it's the it's a terrorist organization in wheelchairs from Quebec. They're all Quebec, <laughs> Quebecois. If I didn't live on the second floor, I'd use my wheelchair a lot more often. So yeah, it's the, there's there's four major plots going on. One of them is um, this wheelchair group. This these two guys. One of them is a double 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 Asian. Um, you can do the math later. Is that like a second second AD? No, it'd be like a second, second, second. Second AD. AD. Be like yeah, a second, I've had one of those. It'd be like a second, it's second, second. weird, AD. man. Yeah. So they are meeting in the desert and they aren't, they don't really explain how they got there, but they're on this like cliff. And at a certain point, like halfway through the book, they, they start to discuss how they're going to get down from this cliff, but <laughs> because they're meeting under these very kind of, you know, um, uh, nefarious circumstances to talk about how they're going to get the Samizdat, the film. And unleash it on the public. Um, that's the one main plot is this separatist group who, of course, is against the government, which is run by President Gentle, who is a germaphobe, um, a very, very, very um, uh, charismatic businessman actor who all he wanted to do is clean up the fucking garbage of America. Mm. And he ran on that. Drain He's the like, swamp? Yes. He just ran on the idea of there's too much garbage and he just wants to clean everything up. So he ran and now the cabinet, the cabinet members are of course the former president of, of Canada and the former president of Mexico or them. Okay. And anyway, so they all are trying to keep, to maintain. What year is this supposed to be? It's, 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 you'd have to kind the of do the math to figure out. Unnamed future. <laughs> oh, you mean like in the actual reality of it? But, yeah. In what, our world. When, when does when this did, place take When did take subsidization place? take? The, yeah. The, this is the year of the adult. And the, this is, the, well, it sort of is a complicated sure, question. Like everything. Because I hate this book already. Yeah. I'll see no. if I can find, I'll see if I can find the years for you, Mr. Fox. It's very Hitchhiker's Guide. I feel like you might. Yeah, no, I'm just already in that rug. I know you are. It's fine. You're okay. You don't have to be in the rug. You'll be okay. There's the a rug. I thought, what did you the say? The rough. Snug. The rough? I said rut, but you know. The rut. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, in the rough could be a golf practice. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the list of the years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just. Oh, okay, sorry. So we, we are now in the year of the adult. The the, depend the adult, adult depend, the depend adult undergarment. Um, and the first one was the year of the whopper. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm not going to find it. It's okay. God damn it. The, uh, no way. This is this is Kelly's copy. <laughs> You're just flipping through it like Well, I know where yeah, it like is. Like some sort of Rain Man fucking yeah. Johnny Five. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is here. I know roughly where it is. Oh anyway, my it's God. Fine. Okay, it's fine. Relax. It is. I found it. Okay, the so fucking it's, pizza's gonna be here by the, the year time. of the Whopper, the year of the Tux medicated pad, the year of the trial sized dove bar, the year of the Purdue Wonder Chicken, year of the Whisper Quiet Maytag Dishmaster. <laughs> Year of the Shitsu 2007 Mimetic Resolution Cartridge View Motherboard Easy to Install Upgrade for um, <laughs> Infernation slash Interlace TP Systems for Home, Office, or Mobile. So 2007, does that give us an indication? Seven is a year of dairy products from the American Heartland. The eight would be a year of the Depend Adult Undergarment. And finally, Year of Glad, which of course is where this book begins, is in Year of Glad. So it actually begins at the end. Um, so the year of the Whopper was 2000 then? No, 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 no. It's not. No, no, it okay. no. We, it's it's not exact when BS stops in our current world. BS never stops. It, it doesn't give us. It doesn't. It, at the very least, I haven't finished the book yet, so it. it <laughs> I haven't reached that answer, and I don't think there is one. But mm, is there an end to the book? 
Uh, oh. Yes, it begins at the end. It begins at the end. It's so infinite. it's like the never-ending story. To no, 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 fucking... no, 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 no. It's not like Finnegan's Wake. It, it's not a circle. It just begins at the end scene. Yeah, so it's like the never-ending story. No, God. it's not. It, there is an end to it. Story. Yeah, there was an end to the never-ending story. It was to- false advertising. Bullshit. <laughs> the hard. movie ended. It ended. <laughs> it's hard to clarify exactly what I mean, but it's okay. It, it's w- it, Just read the goddamn book. Yes, sir. Yes, Where sir. are you starting? The proof there of the, the pudding four. is in the eating. So once again, there are four stories. There's the Incondenza family, who is James, who created the film. Um, now, James, the, 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 whole, the reason he's sort of absent is because he killed himself um, just before this book begins. Good and the way he killed absent. himself was he put his head in a microwave. To give himself a 10? <laughs> so then there, the second, um, that is all takes place at the Enfield tennis Academy, which is at the top of this hill. Um, it's just a, a youth tennis Academy where so there's a lot of tennis in this book, um, where the kids play a game called eschaton as well, where it's, it's like a mock, um, uh, what's the word, uh, nuclear, f- nuclear fight. Essentially, oh, okay. they kind of play the different countries and they, games. yeah, they play the different countries and they like play this with, um, with these deflated balls and try and like lob nukes at each other, <laughs> um, which in this one scene erupts in this monstrous brawl. Um, finally there are the next, the next big segment, which I haven't gotten to it, into at all is, um, at the bottom of the hill is, um, a rehab facility which was run formerly by the dad who had trouble with alcoholism. But everybody there, and the, the whole time we're going through the different addictions of these people and how they became addicted and like their, basically all of their bottoms, which are all hilarious and terrible and tragic, but it's basically the bottom of all their drug addictions. That's a lot of this book is just everyone's drug addiction story. Um, yeah, sorry, we were going to ask. Nope. Um, the next bit is, um, like I said, the, what's their names? The fucking, the, the Quebecois The wheelchair people? Yeah, the wheelchair people. And of course, finally, the, the government as well. There's that the extra, extra plot. Anyway, so any questions? Sweet, so now we don't have to read it. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, in the end, like I said, it's about addiction. It's all about addiction. That's is sort of the whole point And the fact that we just want to escape. And the only way to escape is just- Jack and crack? Make- Make make each other kind of laugh and feel something for a little bit of period of time before you fucking die, Jack and Crack. Yep. Um, I don't know. Where do you want me to begin? There's also there's just, try the just beginning. so many fucking just begin from the beginning. Okay, that it's works. usually a good place to start. I suppose so. Begin mm-hmm. the begin. You can start uh, at the end, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to spoil it for you. Why not? That might be funny. Aren't we starting at the end though? We're starting at the end scene. The end is the beginning, and the beginning is the end. And- the very last thing is uh, footnote 388, Talwin NX, uh, registered, sent off Winthrop, U.S. Cool. Spoilers. Wow. <laughs> the actual last line of the book. Finished. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote the whole thing. <laughs> well, again, ironically enough, also, it's, uh, it's, it's not ironically, sorry. It's, it's not in chronological order. Um, if you were to reorder this book in total chronological order, I believe the very last line would be, um, so kid, what's your story? But Tarantino did it. All right. So did Final Fantasy. So did, so did fucking, you know. Rochamon? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Citizen Kane before that. Mm -hmm. All right. Citizen Kane was fairly linear. A couple of jumps around. Yeah. A lot of jumps arounds every time. Every segment of Citizen Kane is a jump no, around. There's like, yeah, there, there's no Kane in Citizen end. Kane. <laughs> All right. Uh, that the was last the rosebud. 
The last rotating sight was the chinks coming back through the door, holding big shiny squares of the room. As the floor wafted up and C's grip finally gave, the last thing Gately saw was an Oriental bearing down. Oh shit, with the that held was the square, racist version. And he looked into the yeah, it was. And the square, and he saw clearly a reflection of his own big square pale head with its eyes closing as the floor finally pounced. And when he came back to, he was flat on his back on the beach in the freezing sand. And it was raining out of a low sky. And the tide was way out. Far out, man. Anyway, so... So that makes no sense, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Just a bunch of racism. Gately is this... You want me to read a racist book? Gately is... Oh, there's a lot of racist stuff in this book. Gately Gately is the kind of head of the rehab facility. You don't need to know. It's fine. Okay. Sorry. You're like, just read. Hi, Callie B. Hi. Welcome to Literally. Just read the goddamn book. (laughs) Hold on. I need lip gloss. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's funnier if we don't. Actually, I do need to take a sip of oh coffee. My God, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> do you like the spider or the bat? Uh, South Park. You guys just keep making South Park references. Why not? Yeah. Everyone go and check out Going Down on South Park. <laughs> Literally literary. Text before calling. Year of Glad. Power tinkering. Wild, wild Westworld. Yeah. Year of Glad. I am seated in an office surrounded by heads and bodies. My posture is consciously congruent to the shape of my hard chair. This is a cold room in university administration. Woodwalled, Remington hung, double windowed against the November heat, insulated from administrative sounds by the reception area outside, at which Uncle Charles, Mr. DeLint, and I were lately received. I am in here. Three faces have resolved into place above summer weight sports coats and half Windsors across a polished pine conference table shiny with the spidered light of an Arizona noon. These are, the, these are three deans of admissions, academic affairs, athletic affairs. I do not know which face belongs to whom. I believe I appear it's neutral. I be, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's most certainly whom. I believe, to appear, douchebag. I believe I appear neutral. Maybe even pleasant, though I've been coached to err on the side of neutrality and not attempt what would feel to me like a pleasant expression or smile. I have committed to crossing my legs. I hope carefully, ankle on knee, hands together in the lap of my slacks. My fingers are matted into a mirrored series of what manifests to me as the letter X. The interview room's other personnel include the university director of composition, its varsity tennis coach and academic pro-rector, uh, pro Mr. Adelint. CT is beside me. The others sit, stand, and stand respectfully at the periphery of my focus. The tennis, ju- the tennis coach jiggles. <clears throat> the periphery? tennis coach jingles pocket change. There is something vaguely digestive about the room's color. The high traction sole of my complimentary Nike sneakers runs parallel to the wobbling loafer of my mother's half brother here in his capacity as headmaster, sitting in the chair to what I hope is my immediate right, also facing Dean's. The dean at left, a lean, yellowish man whose fixed smile nevertheless has the impermanent quality of something stamped into cooperative material, is a personality type I've come lately to appreciate, the type who delays need of any response from my relating my side of the story for me, to me. Past a packet of computer sheets by by a shaggy line of dean at center, he is speaking more or less to these pages smiling down. You are Harold and Condensa. 18, date of secondary school graduation, approximately one month from now, attending the Enfield Tennis Academy, Enfield, Massachusetts, a boarding school where you reside. His reading glasses are rectangular, court-shaped, 
Get it? Get it? The sidelines at top. His bottom. You are, according to Coach White and Dean, unintelligible, a regionally, nationally, and continentally ranked junior tennis player, a potential ONANCAA athlete of substantial promise, recruited by Coach White via correspondence with Dr. Tavis here, commencing February of this year? February. The top page is removed and brought about neatly to a bo- sorry, to the bottom of the sheaf at intervals. You have been in residence at the Enfield Tennis Academy since age seven. I am debating whether to risk scratching the right side of my jaw where there is a when. Coach White informs our offices that he holds the Enfield Tennis Academy's program and achievements in high regard, that the University Arizona Tennis Squad has profited from the prior matriculation of several former ETA alumni, one of whom was one Mr. Aubrey F. DeLint, who appears to be uh, with you here today. Coach White and his staff have given us the yellow administrator's usage is, on the whole, undistinguished. Though I have to admit, he's made himself understood. The director of composition seems to have more than the normal number of eyebrows. The dean at the right is looking at my face a bit strangely. Uncle Charles is saying that though he can anticipate that the deans might be predisposed to weigh what he uh, avers as coming from the possible, sorry, appearances as a kind of cheerleader for ETA, he can assure that he can assure, assure the assembled deans that all this is true and that the academy has presented in residence no fewer than a third of the continent's top 30 junior players in age brackets all across the board. And that I here, who go by how, usually, am right up there among the very cream. Right in center, deans smile professionally. The heads of Mr. DeLint and Coach Incline as the deans, as the dean at left clears his throat. <clears throat> Believe that you could well make, even as a freshman, a real contribution to university tennis program we are pleased he either reads he either says or reads removing a page that a competition of some major sort here has brought you down and given us the chance to sit down and chat together about your application and potential recruitment and matriculation and and scholarship i've been asked to add that hal here is seated third boys 18 and under singles in the prestigious whataburger southwest junior invitational out of the rudolph tennis center i think it's pronounced whataburger that's what i said (laughs) <laughs> says what I infer is athletics affairs is uh, affairs athletics affairs his cocked head shows showing a freckled scalp out at Randolph Par- Park near the outstanding El Con Marriott CT inserts a venue the whole contingent's been vocal about finding absolutely top hole thus far I'm gonna skip forward sorry yeah find a good part I know that's it's, the book the book begins very slowly it's just dense well yeah, it's very dense. Yeah, um, this guy likes his words. That's what I knew by looking at the fucking oh, book. Oh, no, no, no. For sure. Well, so does Hal. That's what's kind of fitting about it. But I will get to the kind of... What? Oh, Hal? Fucking, fucking David Foster Wiles, man. He's... So does Hal, the character, as well. It's... What? It's the same goddamn thing. No, it's not. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> you, you, are, you have nothing to do with your creations? The, the words just flow through the pen and your fingers become the character? Well, it's, it's, they're not the same thing, is the point. What ends up on the page is. All right, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, okay. At the end of the scene, basically, how I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to find where it actually is, but the words are so big. <laughs> so, how about that? Infinite jest 
Everybody relax. I'm still waiting for the first jest. Then we can talk about how infinite it is. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to skip forward to the funny part then. Yeah, asshole. please. Oh, stop it. Get jesty. Um, at the end of the scene, basically, Hal thinks he's talking, but everybody's face appears to be not. And what is actually coming out of his mouth is just garbled noise, and he's not really sure. But then he starts to stand up and like, like, like walk toward the different people very intensely trying to explain that he's actually saying words, not that he's not. And then he blacks out and then that's how it begins. He just blacks out and the world goes dark. And Ooh, he, we call that Tuesday. Yeah, more or less. Jack and crack. Um, I'll get to the, the, the fact that it's so thick. That's um, what she said. Yep. Oh, Damn it, I was <laughs> I've explained a lot of the plots. Um, yeah, you have. So, but I'll, I'll go into some of the depth part. That's kind of funny. <clears throat> Every now and then it'll skip into these little explanations of the world that we're in. Um, just randomly. It starts off in, in the big text. Every single one of these has like a big kind of header as a chapter heading. Is it so all like, caps? Yeah. Well, they'd be like, you know, one of the, one of the, <laughs> one of the chapters, most of the chapters. Joey is completely disgusted by any sort of uh, font manipulation and or additional punctuation. And it's not, it's just like most chapter headings say year of the dependent adult undergarment or like, or like October or early November year of the dependent adult undergarment. And it explains kind of that stuff. Um, you don't have to defend it. I'm not defending it. I'm just explaining. Oh, you motherfucker. Did I fucking lose my page? Joey, you little bastard. Oh, my fault. Yep. I actually went and grabbed the book. You guys didn't know this. Threw it on the ground yeah. and started standing on it like it was an American flag. <laughs> <laughs> Down with America. All right. Um, so in this one, it this the chapter heading is why, though in the early early days of interlaces in uh interneted teleputers that operated off largely the same fiber digital grid as the phone companies. The I'm sorry, excuse me. The advent of video telephoning, aka videophony, enjoyed an interval of huge consumer popularity. Callers thrilled at the idea of phone interfacing both orally and facially, the little uh. first generation phone video cameras being too crude and narrow apertured for anything much more than facial close-ups. On first generator teleputers, that at time What does the aperture have to do with it? That at that time were little more than high-tech TV sets. Though, of course, they had that little intelligent agent homuncular icon that would appear at the lower right of the broadcast cable program and tell, tell you the time and the temperature outside or remind you to take your blood pressure medication or alert you to a particularly compelling entertainment opinion. Now coming up on channel like 4, 491 or something, or of course, now alt, um, altering you to incoming video phone call and then tap dancing with a little iconic straw boater and cane just under a menu of possible options for rep response. And callers did love their little homuncular icons, but why within like 16 months or five sale quarters, the tumulescent demand curve for videophony suddenly collapsed like a kicked tent so that by the year of the dependent adult undergarment, fewer than 10% of all private telephone communications utilized any video image data transfer coincident products that services the average U.S. phone user deciding that she, he actually preferred the retrograde old low-tech old low-tech Bell era voice-only telephone. ever end a sentence? All a preferential about... This is not a sentence. This is the chapter heading about face that a good co that cost a good many pr uh, 
participant video tele- telephony related entrepreneurs, their shirts, plus destabilizing two highly respected mutual funds that had ground floored heavily in video phone technology and very nearly wiping out the Maryland side, the Maryland State Employees Retirement Systems Freddie Mac Fund, a fund whose administrator, Mr. Brother, had been an almost maniacally per, um, uh, uh, precipitant video phone technology entrepreneur, but, or, and, but so why the abrupt consumer retreat back to good old phone only tech, t- telephoning? Question mark. Okay. <laughs> telephoning? In short, in short, why did, why did FaceTime fail? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> He's just breaking all the rules, isn't he? Foster Wallace, you rebel. Why did FaceTime fail? So the reason FaceTime failed is that what ended up happening um, which is so true it's so funny so it explains in in very verbose language as you can imagine going into the very specific technological details of what's happening um when videophony was introduced everybody um everybody suddenly forgot the fact that when you're on the phone there's this charm of being able to feel like everybody is paying the utmost attention to you, and yet you don't have to pay any attention to them whatsoever. That's like they sad. can just talk, and you can just kind of like look at mm. your fingers, or or sit around naked, or kind of like you can look like shit. You can do whatever you want, and doing other listen things. to this person, and that person on the other line thinks that they that you are paying all the attention in the world to them, and vice versa. Mm. When you start talking, you you think that they are paying all the attention in the world to you, but at the same time, they're just sitting there naked or whatever. But the second you kind of get video, like video, like the second you get FaceTime, you realize that oh fuck, it's the equivalent of somebody just came to your fucking door. It's like, well, I gotta get dressed up. It's like I gotta, mm. I gotta really pay attention. I have to do these facial expressions that make it look like that. Um, now the problem People, with like, that is hated that the way that they nobody looked. wants to do that, so they hate the way it, and they also yeah exactly the camera was kind of crude. They didn't wait, like the way it looked. So what happened was not enough aperture. A, a company filled the void by creating these masks. Not enough aperture, you asshole. A company, a company created the void, uh, filled this void by creating these masks that people could wear that like did facial recognitions made and made you look great. better and mm. kind of did these things. And it was just this like it was uh, like attached to your <laughs> face, and so it was fine. But it was crude enough where everybody sort of did it, and nobody really had a problem with it. So you could still do that, but but that kind of wasn't enough. So. Um, they still wanted their hands free to do. They other still wanted shit. their hands free, so okay. they they created these <laughs> avatars that they basically would like hire celebrities to come because the the advertising market had sort of failed. So they created these avatars <laughs> to kind of play the part of you as you could talk, and they and everybody oh, started doing that. So the two avatars would just be sitting there, like <laughs> really engaged to whatever's happening, looking at each other, as everybody else was just sitting back naked and just hanging out, you know, talking on the phone as these two computers. Seems like a waste whatever. of data and bandwidth if no one's watching these avatars. <laughs> exactly. That's the yeah. I don't like it. That's, so it failed. That's the jest. So video. <laughs> so everybody eventually, and only the hipsters were the ones using, using um, cell phones, basically. Do you use FaceTime? No, I really hate FaceTime. No, not no. It's only like with my aunt that you know I never really see. Um, she likes to do it because you know she lives in the mountains and she has a terminal disease, so <laughs> she likes to see us. Hey, Sean Fa, I will, I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's a lot more just about family. Like if you want to talk to your kids or something. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, I will leave you with one final jest. 
the receptionist. You mean our first one? The receptionist at the, well, it's all funny. It's just. You keep telling yourself that. Okay. The receptionist. (laughs) It's real serious. The receptionist (laughs) of the Enfield Tennis Academy is named uh, Lateral Alice Moore. All the kids call her Lateral Alice Moore. They never really explained that for like 400 pages, why they call her that. And so when you finally meet her, apparently she has a, a brain disorder that, that forces her to only walk side by side. And nobody ever really acknowledges it, but the boys behind her back call her lateral Alice Moore just because she can only walk laterally. So <laughs> handicapped people are funny to you, huh? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I think so. That's actually really funny. Uh, <laughs> I admit I, I it. <laughs> it's little things like that all the time. What were you you were going to ask something just now. Uh, I was going to ask Sean if he wanted to text before video calling. Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary. Remember to check out all the fine shows in the Fawcast Studios. We got Going Down on South Park, Power Tinkering, Text Before Calling, Wild Wild Westworld, and this fantastically horrible show you've just been listening to, Literally Literary. Uh, to To quote Eric Wheeler, I cannot believe the numbers of literally literary. <laughs> who is listening to this? You know who is? My darling you guys? snowflakes. My God. snowflakes. I hate you, snowflakes. Yeah, the power tinkers definitely don't listen to this. No, Everybody my tanks hate this. Stuff. Go fuck yourself. You guys don't have any fucking fans. <laughs> I got That's a whole goddamn network, bitch. <laughs> I got my mom. No, legit.